Chicago Blackhawks superstar Patrick Kane did not participate in practice once again this morning, and he's now on the verge of missing a third consecutive game when the Hawks take on the Avalanche tomorrow night. I'll get into all of the Blackhawks' latest injury updates, as well as Colton Dock and Ethan Del Mastro recently getting traded by their junior clubs. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 11th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. And for those of you who may not have heard already, your boy over here will be giving away two free Blackhawks tickets to a game sometime in the second half of the regular season. All you have to do to, in order to qualify is you have to go and leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And in that review, really appreciate it if you left me five stars, but also make sure to drop your YouTube channel name because the second thing you need to do in order to qualify is you need to be subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. So if I go and look at your review, I choose you to be the winner and then go and check to see if you're subscribed to the channel on YouTube and you're not, then I'm going to have to choose another winner. You got to do both in order to qualify. So make sure to go and leave me a review right now on Apple Podcasts, or on Spotify, and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Every episode from here on out is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. It's also 100% for free. It really helps me out tremendously, so it only makes sense for a couple different reasons. And while you're there, make sure to smash the like button down below on today's video. And last, go and ring that bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, enough of that. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And as always, thank you all for making the show your first listen each and every day. Know the episode's coming out a little bit later in the afternoon here, but that's because I wanted to wait and see what was going down at Blackhawks practice this morning because, you know, a lot of guys are either on the verge of returning from an injury or we're kind of waiting to hear more about their injury status. Uh, there's also been a couple of roster moves made earlier this morning. So I kind of wanted to wait and see how practice was going to go down and hear what coach Luke Richardson had to say after that. So that's why the show's coming out a little bit later here today, folks. I apologize for that. Thanks for bearing with me, but uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. We got a lot to talk about here on today's episode. I'm very excited to get into all of it. First, I know everyone is curious about Patrick Kane and his status for Thursday's game against the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, who 
we haven't seen since the season opener back in October. Obviously, a lot has gone down since these two teams last met. Um, And for Kane, he's obviously missed each of the last two games for the Chicago Blackhawks now with some sort of lower body injury. We're not really sure if, you know, it's a hip problem or if it's a knee problem. Not exactly sure what's nagging him right now, but we do know that it occurred on New Year's Day in the third period against the San Jose Sharks. Kaner then tried to give it a go in the Hawks' next game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tough, uh, fought through it, fought through the pain through uh, 40 minutes there, but did not return as the team hit the ice for the third period. We haven't seen Patrick Kane in a game since. And just yesterday, we heard from Coach Luke Richardson, you know, just saying that, they want to be extra cautious with Kaner right now, which, you know, I, I totally get. It only makes sense considering where the Blackhawks are at right now. Uh, and he also added that if Patrick Kane would be practicing in full here this morning, then the expectation would be for him to rejoin the lineup against Colorado. Well, Kane was on the ice. Mm, there we go. Yep. Well, Kane was on the ice. Uh, ahead of today's practice, he was actually uh, shooting some pucks on Peter Check. Yes, the famous football goaltender for uh, Arsenal and Chelsea. He happens to be good friends with Blackhawks goaltender Peter Morazic, as both of them are are from Chechia. Uh, and on social media recently, we've seen some cool videos shared of you know a few Blackhawks players like uh, Connor Murphy, Seth Jones, Jonathan Taves going in. Uh, taking some PKs on Peter Check somewhere in Chicago. Uh, Taser beat him with the right foot, kind of surprisingly, which was cool to say. Um, but yeah, they've just been hanging out with Peter Check the last couple of days. Uh, it's it's been pretty awesome. And actually, you know, yesterday at practice on Monday, being an off day, the Blackhawks. That's when they were uh, taking some PKs on on Check. Well, they returned the favor yesterday, and actually ahead of practice this morning is check was fully padded up on the ice in net, taking some shots from Blackhawks players. So um, pretty entertaining last couple of days on that front. Cool to see the Blackhawks, you know, having a fun experience like that in the middle of a season that hasn't had a lot of fun in it. So kind of hilarious to see all of that develop in the past couple of days. So yeah, Kaner was on the ice ahead of practice this morning, shooting some pucks at Peter Check, which I guess probably should have told us all we needed to know uh, as Kaner exited the ice before the rest of the team started off practice. He didn't practice at all, um, meaning at the time, you know, don't expect him to play against the Avalanche tomorrow. And we just literally got word from Luke Richardson a minute ago, Kane is doubtful for tomorrow's game against the Colorado Avalanche. There's just no point in rushing him back at this point. So a third consecutive absence for Kaner appears to be the situation right now. Uh, Funny enough, the Blackhawks have actually won both games that he's been out, although I will say it's highly unlikely that the Hawks extend their winning streak to three games, though, on Thursday night when they take on the Colorado Avalanche. But with Kaner being banged up right now, folks, There was an interesting thought recently put out into the hockey world by Elliot Friedman on his 32 Thoughts podcast. Friedman wondered if there have been any ideas of possibly shutting Kane down for the rest of the season, getting a procedure to 
either clean up that knee or hip injury or whatever it may be, clean up whatever he's dealing with right now. And then the Hawks signing him to a one-year extension to do this all over again next year. Now, Friedman did say this would only be a possibility if this injury is truly an issue for Patrick Kane moving forward, because being that hurt, you know, it's not good for Kane, obviously. It's also not good for the Blackhawks, who would be trying to move him. And it's also not good for any team trying to acquire him in hopes of, you know, stacking up their roster a little bit more for a postseason push. And while this doesn't seem like, you know, too serious of an injury for Kaner at this point, kind of feels like, again, they're just wanting to be extra cautious with him. And if the Blackhawks were in, in, in the position to be playing some sort of meaningful hockey, it feels like Patrick Kane would probably be giving it a go right now. They just don't need to be rushing him with the position they're in standings-wise. But I will say, I, I do think there is some merit to this idea from Friedman. And I do think it's you know a pretty good idea for the Blackhawks for a couple of different reasons. First, there has been something that's kind of, you know, obviously the numbers won't show it the past couple of years, but there's been something that Patrick Kane's been playing through. And us Blackhawks fans have kind of been aware of this the past couple of seasons. Uh, so I, I do wonder if, you know, it's just a matter of time kind of before he really has to go and get that cleaned up fully. And it feels like now would be a pretty good time for him. Um, so that that's one thing that I've thought about. Also, the financials of keeping Patrick Kane for another season could actually benefit for the Blackhawks. Hear me out, though. The first idea is by putting Patrick Kane, by shutting him down for the rest of the season, putting him on long-term injured reserve with the plan to bring him back next year, one, that would give the Blackhawks, you know, they're, they're not faced up against the salary cap right now at all, but it would give them a little bit extra wiggle room to take on some bad contracts from other NHL teams. And we know the salary cap is a really big issue for contenders right now. And shedding some of that, shedding some of those bad contracts could really land the Blackhawks some good future assets, either draft picks or, or prospects. It's a good position to be in. And by placing Kane on LTIR, they obviously have, you know, nearly eleven more eleven million more to kind of work with and take on bad contracts from other teams. So that's one aspect of it. The second is the Blackhawks do have to think about the salary cap floor for next season, especially if Jonathan Taves is going to be departing. Now, we don't know for sure. And according to rumors, it sounds like Taves is the one who could potentially be staying with the Blackhawks uh, beyond this season, which, you know, I I thought it would have been the polar opposite of that, considering what Taves has said publicly about this team the past few years. Uh, But if Taves is departing, the Blackhawks still are going to have to hit the salary cap floor next year. And I know it's kind of crazy to think about that, considering, you know, the financial issues this Blackhawks team has had over the past, what, 10, 15 years, it feels like. Uh, Those days are no longer. They have to be worrying about the salary cap floor going into next season. And obviously keeping Kane in, uh, he probably won't sign on for $10.5 million, but a pretty hefty number on a one-year deal could help the Blackhawks reach that. So there is a lot that goes into this, obviously, just, just like a trade for Patrick Kane. But I do think this is a possibility. Again, only though, if this is an injury for Kane, 
that is somewhat serious and could hinder him for the remainder of the season. Now, if it's something, if he's just kind of banged up for a few games and the Blackhawks are being cautious with him, which from afar, that's a scenario that seems more likely at this point, then I, I don't think this should be a possibility. If Kaner, you know, is close to being 100%, then I think they should continue to play him. But if this is something that could affect his performance the rest of the season, if he doesn't have it cleaned up, I do think there are worse options for the Chicago Blackhawks with how to handle this. All right, there are some thoughts on Patrick Kane's injury situation right now. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into some more injury updates from Blackhawks practice this morning. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all pro and college sports betting needs this season. You can find all of the latest developments, game matchups, news, and even podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. And Bet Online is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. And I personally love it because, well, first and foremost, they're the fastest and the easiest way to place a wager down. They literally have everything from the NHL, the NBA, college basketball, the UFC, all MMA leagues. They have boxing and they even have golf. So go and head on over to the website today, or you can also use your mobile device right now to learn about all of the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, just wanted to say thanks again to everyone out there for making the show your very first listen each and every day. Now, for your second listen, make sure you go and check out Lockdown NHL Prospects, which is a very relevant podcast for us Blackhawks fans. Because Lockdown NHL Prospects is your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the 2023 NHL draft. You can get NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every single team. So make sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL Prospects right now. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, segment two, let's get into some other injury updates from the Chicago Blackhawks practice this morning down at Fifth Third Arena. Apologies, I got a itch on the back of my neck I need to take care of real quick. Uh, first, let's start with old Mackenzie Entwistle, who was a full participant in practice for the second consecutive day. He actually skated in line rushes as well on the third line with Andreas Athanasiu and Jason Dickinson. So it sure looks like Mackenzie Entwistle is going to be making his return to the lineup tomorrow after missing the last six games with a wrist injury. And with that being the case, the Blackhawks just this morning reassigned uh Excuse me, I'm looking at breaking news from Richardson's presser right now. Uh, they reassigned Brett Sini to the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL earlier this morning. Kind of unfortunate for Sini because I personally thought he played, you know, pretty well in his first two games of NHL action in a Blackhawks sweater, particularly on Sunday against the Calgary Flames. 
I thought he had a really solid game. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to see a little bit more of Sini sometime down the road. By the way, congratulations to Brett for being named an AHL All-Star just this morning, along with David Gust and Lucas Reichel. The Rockford Icehogs represented pretty well in the 2023 AHL All-Star Classic, which will uh, take place here in just about a month. So Sini was reassigned to Rockford this year, kind of foreshadowing Mackenzie Entwistle's return tomorrow night. Uh, and also Jackson Stauber was recalled from Rockford as well, although that's probably just as an emergency basis with Alex Stalock being the latest to get on the wrong end of some bad shrimp, as Derek King would say. Stalock missed practice yesterday and today due to a non-COVID-related illness. Seems like the bug's kind of going around the Blackhawks right now, which is unfortunate. It's probably why they brought in Peter Check as well to kind of take some shots uh, ahead of the practice this morning. And also, forgot to mention this when I talked about Check earlier, we had a Scotty Foster appearance at Blackhawks practice yesterday. Yes, he is still the emergency goaltender for the Blackhawks. And with uh, Stalock being out due to a non-COVID-related illness, Obviously, Stauber couldn't get to Chicago fast enough because of the news. Uh, they just elected to have Scotty Foster be the second goaltender at practice yesterday. And, oh, man, I forgot I moved that downstairs. I am a proud owner of a Scotty Foster jersey because I was in attendance at, that, at the UC for that marvelous game in March against the Winnipeg Jets. I remember it all going down. I remember half the crowd not even really knowing what was going on. The Blackhawks season was lost at that point. I remember Dylan Sakura was like the big name prospect that was up at that time. Uh, I think Patrick Kane didn't even play. I don't think it was Kaner. Just kidding. That's a different game that I'm thinking about. Anyways, I was there at the Scott Foster game. Had to cop a jersey. Great to see him at practice yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, though, that is the result of Alex Stalock dealing with some bad shrimp. And just a moment ago, Richardson announced that. Not surprising news here. Peter Morazic is going to get the start tomorrow night against Colorado. We'll see if Stalock is good enough to go and serve as the backup. Uh, if he is, you can expect Stauber to be returned to Rockford. If not, then Stauber will be serving as the backup tomorrow night. Also, Jujar Kara, who's been out recently with a back injury. Um, he had back surgery late last year, for those of you who remember, who may remember. And there hasn't been any update or there isn't any current timeline for Jujar Kara's status, according to Coach Luke Richardson. So sounds like Kara isn't quite close at this point. He hasn't been on the ice the past couple of days. Tough for him, man. He's also been pretty injury-plagued ever since the Blackhawks have acquired him. I do wonder if the Hawks are, are trying to move him at the deadline to open up some more spots for uh, some other guys later on in the year. Also, Jared Tenorti was skating fully at practice again this morning. He's, of course, been out for uh, nearly a month now, actually, uh, after suffering a facial fracture, taking a shot right to the chops against the New York Rangers from forward Sammy Blay. Just a couple of days prior to that, Tenorti had to get 50 to 100 stitches for taking a skate blade to the face. A tough stretch for him, man, for sure, but definitely good to see that he's back skating fully at practice. He was, you know, taking some penalty kill drills, uh, wasn't involved in the line rushes or the defensive pairings or anything, but it, it feels like he's going to be activated from injured reserve here sometime soon. And with that being the case, 
that would mean eight defensemen on the Chicago Blackhawks active roster. Obviously, that's a no-no. Who's going to be the odd man out, you ask, when Jared Tenorti comes back? Well, we all know that I believe it should be Jack Johnson, but considering that, you know, he hasn't missed a game all season long, uh, I doubt that is going to happen. Although I will say trade deadline is starting to creep up on us. The time is ticking for Jack Johnson's tenure in a Blackhawk sweater, and they literally should take anything that they can get for him. Future considerations, anyone who wants Jack Johnson, take him. Get him out of here because uh, at practice this morning, well, it looks like Isaac Phillips will be rejoining the lineup, which I love to see. Phillips has been scratched in each of the Blackhawks' last two victories. Uh, Well, now Ian Mitchell looks to be the one on the outside looking in. For whatever reason, Luke Richardson just can't have or or can't find a way to get both Phillips and Mitchell in the lineup at the same time. Uh, It's beyond frustrating at this point. I'm getting gray hair over it. Um, Yeah, I feel like both those two should be NHL defensemen for the rest of the way for this Blackhawks team. I mean, we know where they're at in the standings. They're not trying to win games, that's for sure. Give guys like Ian Mitchell and Isaac Phillips, consistent ice time. If you're going to call them up and have them up in the NHL, it just doesn't make any sense to me. If you don't want to play them night in and night out, send them back down to Rockford. Even though they really don't have anything more to prove there, at least they'd be playing consistently. Like, I just don't agree with how those two have been handled. And Jack frickin' Johnson shouldn't be the reason, shouldn't be the thing that's stopping both those two being in the lineup. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening, who winds up being the odd man out when Jared Tenorti is inevitably uh, removed from injured reserve, but you got to get Jack Johnson out of here. I know there's a lot of Caleb Jones haters. I, I think you should be playing Caleb Jones over Jack Johnson. Why not? I know we probably know what Caleb Jones is at this point. Uh, Jack Johnson is 35 years old. Go and look at the advanced metrics. After every game, Jack Johnson's at the bottom. He's right there at the bottom every game. He stinks. He stinks. And that's even beyond the point. A 35-year-old shouldn't be taking away ice time from young prospects in the middle of the rebuild. I could go on and on and on about this, but at the end of the day, the Blackhawks front office just needs to trade Jack Johnson. Get a pair of skate sharpeners, a bag of pucks, literally anything you can get, Jack Johnson needs to be on the move. Future considerations, you can get even nothing, uh, but in my opinion, you got to get him out of here soon because he should not be preventing um, Isaac Phillips and Ian Mitchell from playing every night. All right, (laughs) sorry for that rant, folks. There are the latest injury updates from down at Fifth Third Arena from Blackhawks practice this morning. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into a few more Blackhawks prospects recently getting traded by their respective junior clubs. But first, I need to talk to you all about Athletic Greens and their new AG1 product, which is something that I use every single morning because with just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and more to help you start your day. And this special blend of ingredients is incredible. It supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and even your aging. And Athletic Greens was first created when the founder themselves experienced a ton of gut issues and wound up on a complicated routine in order to recover. And that used to cost them over $100 per day. But now, 
Athletic Greens has created both an optimal and affordable nutrition routine that costs you less than $3 per day, which is just such a cheap and easy way to invest in both your health and your body. Now, I'm not kidding, folks. I make sure to get my one scoop of AG1 every single morning, whether it's before the show, whether it's before I'm going golfing. It truly just gives me that extra boost that I need to get my day started. And to make it easy for you all, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, along with five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go and visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network right now. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, before I wrap up the show today, folks, let's talk about both Colton Dock and Ethan Del Mastro, who, of course, just won gold with Team Canada at the 2023 World Junior Championship. Well, both of them have now been traded by their respective junior clubs in the past week or so. And how about the Seattle Thunderbirds, baby? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Because just a month ago, the only Blackhawks prospect that they had on their roster was Kevin Korchinski, the defenseman who was selected seventh overall by the Blackhawks in the 2022 NHL draft. But since then, the Seattle Thunderbirds have gone out and acquired Nolan Allen from the Prince Albert Raiders, where he was the captain. And they've now put together a top defensive pairing of Kevin Korchinski and Nolan Allen, which I love to see. And I'm sure the Blackhawks do as well. Uh, And then. Seattle went out and decided to acquire Colton Dock, who, yes, is still out with a shoulder injury at this point, but isn't expect to miss uh, a serious amount of time. I don't even believe he's going to have to undergo surgery, which is some incredible news on that front, because when it happened at the World Juniors and the way Dock's arm was laying limp, uh, yeah, it did not look good. And it gave us all straight flashbacks of what happened to Kirby when he was the captain of Team Canada at the World Juniors. Looks like this time, the Blackhawks fortunately have avoided a serious injury with Colton, uh, and hopefully he'll be able to return to the ice sometime soon with Seattle. They acquired him from the Kelowna Rockets. Colton hadn't even been there for all that long. He was traded to Kelowna from the Saskatoon Blades, the junior team that Kirby played for as well, towards the end of last season. So far this year, Colton had put up uh, 17 points in 14 games. It's just been a really tough year for Colton Dock, man. Um, battled through two concussions, two separate concussions, I should add, uh, earlier on in the season when he was still a member with Kelowna. And then, of course, has the gruesome-looking injury for Team Canada at the World Juniors. Yeah, it's just been a tough year for Colton for sure. But hopefully he can get back on the ice here sometime soon because He's going to be part of an absolute wagon with Seattle. Just yesterday, they made another move, and this one is the biggest one of them all. Seattle Thunderbirds acquired Dylan Gunther from the Edmonton Oil Kings, first-round pick of the Arizona Coyotes, the man who scored the golden goal for Team Canada in overtime to beat Chechia. Yeah, he's also been acquired by the Seattle Thunderbirds. The Seattle team is about to be absolute dominant. And I am very excited to see it. And I might have to start finding some chief flights out to Seattle eh, to go see a couple of Blackhawks prospects in action. Uh, And then also defenseman Ethan Del Mastro 
who had been the captain of the Mississauga Steelheads of the OHL the past two seasons, was also traded to the Sarnia Sting, who is another team that's loading up uh, to try and go on a great run here these last few months. And for Del Mastro, his stonks have just been, yeah, that's the right way, just been going like this in the past year or so uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. He's now a two-time gold medalist at the World Junior Championship. And this time around, he wore an A for Canada, uh, obviously played a massive role on the top defensive pairing, averaging like 24, 25 minutes a game, helping Canada to the gold medal. Uh, He's been absolutely awesome. I'm really stoked about this kid's future. Um, And for Mississauga, he actually, well, we know about Del Mastro's defensive abilities that's kind of his bread and butter and the true nature of his game but for the last two seasons he's been putting up pretty respectable offensive numbers with Mississauga as well and perhaps showing that he might have a little bit more to offer in that area than anyone had realized when the Blackhawks had first drafted him but uh, so far in 22 games this year with Mississauga Del Mastro had tallied 21 points so um, both sides of the ice he had been clearly making an impact obviously He's a leader, too, been the captain there the last couple of seasons. But, hey, I will say I'm all for – I really like the idea of these two prospects playing some more meaningful hockey, also playing with some better talent around them before they likely go and turn pro at the end of the season. I'm all for it. So, again, hopefully Colton can get healthy here sometime soon to join that absolute wagon that Seattle is about to have. And hopefully Ethan Del Mastro can pick up right where he left off at the World Juniors for his new team, the Sarnia Sting. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, January 11th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not already to go and follow the show for free wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Once again. Thanks again. (laughs) Thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.